Hello and welcome to Strata Chat, where you can listen to real stories about real people and all things Strata. Our goal is to help you understand Strata and inspire you to create your own thriving Strata community. Hi everyone and good afternoon. Welcome to Strata Chat. Today we're actually speaking with Elias Oostven from Home Integrity. Elias is actually speaking to us under the banner of the Home Integrity Strata Consultant brand. And Home Integrity is the winner of the Strata Community WA Award for Strata Service Business 2020. Congratulations on that massive achievement. Thank you very much, Liz. I bet you are very excited with that. Very proud. Yeah, Yeah, awesome. Got a great team. Yeah, well, I think it takes a great leader too. And then you went on to win the Australasia, the National Strata Services Business Award for 2021. Mm. How was that? Uh, that? That was a quite a, a watershed moment for me. Uh, that, that one did blow me away. The competition was extremely fierce. And, yeah, it was an amazing night that Scale put on in Adelaide. We were fortunate enough to go to, just snuck in and out. Oh, the borders. Uh, with the lockdowns, yeah. <laughs> But it was, um, yeah, it was uh, absolutely brilliant and I'm very humbled and grateful to receive such a prestigious award. That's awesome. Well mm-hmm. done. Thank you. Well, I might actually get you to um, let everyone know your background and how you actually came into your own business of Home Integrity. Yeah, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm obviously a CEO of Home Integrity Building Consultants and a division of what we do is in the strata space. Um, since these uh, the reforms came through in, in 2019. Yeah, we've been instrumental in completing well over 100 10-year plans. Yeah, what else can I say? I'm a builder. I'm chairman of Inspect WA, uh, the largest association of building inspectors in Western Australia. Um, I'm a partner. I'm a father. I'm a super keen surfer when I'm not working and running this business. But yeah, I, I've got a real passion for the, the strata space and the, and the strata, strata complexes in general and the communities that they that they serve, just because of the diversity, really. It's a really professional space. Um, we did all sorts of building inspections, but the, the strata space is, it's quite unique because there's such a dynamic. You know, you've got owner-occupiers, you've got, you've got investors, you've got retailers, you've got residents, you've got transient um, residents. So there's, there's really such a mixed bag and no, no two buildings are the same. Yeah, exactly. No two buildings are the same. Yeah. That's an interesting part. And especially if you've actually built strata developments yourself. Yes, yes. You the previous understand yep. the complexities and, and all about common areas and lots and yeah. Yep. I've dealt with, I've been the builder, I've been the developer. Um, I've been, um, I've had strata pro- owned strata properties myself. So I do feel for all stakeholders. Yeah, so. which is actually perfect, isn't it? Because you can sort of understand from the people's level, you know, the owners that you're going to see on site or the chairperson or dealing with the strata manager. And I think that's pretty critical in our industry. So mm. awesome. And t- today we're actually going to be covering off on the topic of the 10-year plan. Okay. So, um, you know, we were sort of speaking earlier about, um, yeah, the, the 10-year plan is coming to place. What do we need to know? And as you said, it's now a mandatory requirement for all designated properties um, and a designated designated strata company and a designated strata company is one with 10 lots or more or a replacement cost of more than $5 million. Mm-hmm. And for a strata survey, if the replacement cost of the improvements on the common property is more than $5 million, um, obviously, you know, and this will be the, the interesting part of our discussion today, some strata companies may decide to prepare one a plan on a voluntary basis However, 
inevitably, I personally, I believe just for business purposes because mm. really it is a strata company and should really run it as a business yep. and risk management and transparency, you're better off having an independent person. Anyway, I'll hand over to you. What have you learned completing over 100 that's a lot. Yeah, ten-year plans because they're quite detailed, aren't they? They're very detailed. Look, they they vary from uh, you know thirty pages to well over two hundred pages. When you put the ten-year plan part together with the condition report, because it is a is it is a two two-part report. And you're right, Liz. We have definitely seen some council of owners have a crack at doing the plan themselves. Got too hard. Other other council of owners weren't happy with the plan that an individual has prepared, so then they've called us in to prepare a new plan. We've had council of owners have other professionals come in and prepare a plan that, again, they haven't been happy with, so we've come in again and they've paid for a second plan and obviously they've been happy with ours. So it doesn't surprise me that people see these teething problems and they'll do see these teething problems. Right from the get-go, it was really important to us that not only was the plan compliant, so that's why we did get Sean McFarlane, the author of the plan, to verify that our reports do comply, which was just seemed like a no-brainer to me and very obvious. But still, I think we're the only company with that, uh, that tick of approval, which is strange. But anyway, the plan is for the use of the council of owners. So it is, it's not my plan, it's, it's their plan. It's, it, it is our best guidance for them using industry best practice, maintenance, scheduling and forecasting, but ultimately it's their plan. So mm. if they want to slice and dice it in a particular way, well, we have that flexibility with the way we construct our plans and, and, and the way we break down our goal package in particular, it really does allow for that. And we're finding a lot of council owners are happy to take us up on that. So when you say break it down, can you explain what you mean by that? Because obviously, like you say, it's part of the whole change process some people, you know, attempt these 10-year plans by themselves. You've had the best person obviously help you prepare the template, mm-hmm. which is Sean McFarlane, who mm-hmm. was instrumental with the revised yep. Strata Titles Act mm-hmm. when he was with Landgate. And so when you're talking about obviously your goal plan, can how do, how do people normally look oh, at that and how do they implement it? Sure. So, um, look, we, we understand some people just want to tick the, the box of compliance having a 10-year plan in place by the uh, next AGM in May. So we, we understand that that is in, just important for some people, but we also under, we understand that people appreciate the level of detail that we go to as builders and the amount of photos we take and descriptions that we give and just the, the level of forecasting because our our 10-year plans actually, we go a step further and we actually forecast the 20 years because oh, wow. a lot of the visibility you find, it's too compressed in 10 years. And we're finding that certainly for some of the bigger schemes and for some of the schemes that aren't as well maintained as others, having the 10-year It's not a true picture, is it really, on the 10-year? Because though. obviously, and then someone else could come on board depending on who they're going to get next. Hopefully they get you to come yeah. back again, which would makes total sense. But they may not see the vision in the same way that you've actually staged it out and some of the bigger items may get looked upon in a different manner or discarded or discredited. Yes, yeah, exactly. So getting back to your original question, how do we massage the plan to suit the council of owners? I'll, I'll give you a really practical example. We did a, uh, a project out on um, Terrace Road, a big building, required a lot of painting. And if we just put that in as one line item of painting to be completed, it's a like a $1.2 million exercise. Um, that's a big chunk of change for any council of owner to pull out of the back pocket or any owners to pull out of the back pocket in one big hit. 
Um, but we, we as builders understand that at different elevations weather at different rates. So the west elevation uh, cops a lot more weather than the, than the east or the, or the south elevation. So we found that those elevations, um, we could push the requirement push to paint those elevations oh. out, out. So we're able to slice it up into, into four different levels, which instead of having huge lumpy levies for the um, lot owners to pay, it was a lot, lot smoother for everybody. That's a brilliant idea. I don't mm. think many people actually think about that, do they generally? They normally bundle in the lump sum, well, seems, don't they? And um, you've probably us, seen um, that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. The, gra- the graph tells you. It, yeah. Uh, it doesn't lie to you. And then, and obviously having exactly what mm. you said, like the information to present to the owners, they can understand it and make an informed decision, can't they? Well, we, we just don't dump a, a condition report and plan on, on the council owner's desk and walk away. We, there, there is a consultation period with all of our gold reports where we make sure they understand exactly what we've documented and that it does suit their financial requirements. And if it doesn't, we work with them to... Oh, uh, you say you will actually adjust the plan. Because Absolutely. as we know, obviously the 10-year plan, um, the intention is it's a saving plan, yep. not a spending plan. A good governance savings model. The Act basically says it's got to have have regard or due regard for the ten year plan. It doesn't say must, but obviously it's it, it has to. You know, it's best practice. Mm-hmm. And typically, then the CEO would therefore consider the plan and advise and um, include it in a motion at the AGM to table it. So, it, when you're talking about the levies and and the allocations, everyone has the opportunity to also consider that. And see whether or not it's doable. Yeah, considered, yeah. Is, a, considered is an interesting word. Sometimes they get a little bit excited, and uh, sometimes it's considered. Yep, and and everything in between, as I'm sure you've experienced. I couldn't as. imagine your role, to yeah. be honest, with those. Then no. now that we've actually just mentioned that, yeah, that's awesome. And then, so we're we're also ten year plans. We've also been talking about. You mentioned water ingress, and and especially with new buildings, and we've seen. Over the last, gosh, 10 years, I yeah. suppose, with a lot more sealants being used and different building methods, a lot more water ingress, aren't we? Because what's the story with um, sealants? They're not really made. A lot of the barriers aren't really, oh, haven't yeah. been tested, I suppose you could say. What What is it? combination of a few things, Liz. There's certainly, we can see that some, some corners have been cut and some... Uh, Building technologies have definitely improved over time. But look, ha- having been an expert witness at quite a few SAT cases to deal with water ingress on some, some newer builds, I can definitely see there's a common thread of annual maintenance. Mm. So uh, build- builders are quick to ask the council owners for their maintenance plan, the general maintenance plan, to make sure that all those mastic seals and all the joints and all the grout joints have been attended to and maintained on a regular basis. And where they're not, I've found, yeah, it doesn't always go the way of the of the council of owners. Oh, that's interesting you mentioned that. But we're actually going to discuss this a little bit more thoroughly when we come into episode two. Okay. Because this is a li- this is obviously uh, one of a three-part series that we're doing today yeah. and we'll be discussing structural engineering and water ingress reports. That's so right. we might tackle more off on that when we go into two. And do you uh, know that uh, with regarding common common areas and handover and logging of issues for the common areas? Yeah, it really pleased you brought that one up. And I was chatting to one of our inspectors, Lachlan, today and just asking him what he's been experiencing. He's obviously at the coalface reporting back to us. But 
anyone moving into a new complex before you know that they take possession we thoroughly recommend a very thorough inspection of the common area because the first thing that's going to happen is when you list any maintenance issues is the builder's going to turn around potentially i shouldn't say that uh, not not all builders some builders I suppose it's only because lately we've actually heard about a few of the naughty ones and yeah, not necessarily yeah, the good ones. So yeah. I understand why that's in your mind same, because you would see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah because yeah. there are some brilliant... And you're a good builder there. too, aren't you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we did win a couple of industry awards. But yeah, so it, just getting that, that snapshot in time of this this is the condition exactly. of the common area. This, this dent was Visuals, there before we moved yeah. in. This water stain was always there. Because yeah, we don't want to get into an argy-bargy of, well, that wasn't there when you guys moved in and that's a maintenance issue. That's a lot harder argument to, to win. But is it a maintenance issue? It largely depends on the problem. Yeah. What the Building Act does cover owners for is faulty and defective workmanship and goes far beyond the structural elements of the building. So it's water ingress, it's deflection, it's cracking, it's subsidence, mm. operational, installational It's a very broad range of defects. For some reason, a lot of people have it in their head that it's just structural defects, which it's it's 100% it's not. No, and then, and I have seen on a prior set case as well, or even uh, lodging with the building commission or actually going to the builder first where the builder turned around and said, no, that's a maintenance item. And it's, it was about big crack above the lift well where the sealant had broken down and it was in year two or three. And I said to him, well, no, because actually that building should be watertight and secure for those, mm. you know, for that period. And obviously the building commission's, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah. But even when we're talking about a videography or photographic evidence with a date, periods of the building they're critical and obviously they then get that and underpin it with some written notations and it's the same applies for anyone who's moving into the property inside their own lot critical to do the same because when these if you do have issues the strata company being all owners as the entity cannot go on and assist the lot owners or represent them for inside their lot that is actually an individual separate to the common area so yeah that's actually quite interesting another one we were sort of looking at was um passive fire separation and and just that's actually a whole other topic which we can also discuss at a later date because um yeah obviously it's a critical item people's lives are involved does go into a bit of gray area and it's pardon the pun yeah and there's some interesting fire service contractors around as all i'll say so some Mm -hmm. people are very unsure of what they should do and what they shouldn't do for maintenance and yeah 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 look that's a whole separate conversation around passive fire protection smoke seals fire collars party walls in between units you know the largest cause of deaths occurring from the neighboring property not not within their own property really yeah just from neighboring property so um, that passive fire protection is extremely important in a strata complex yeah we are picking up those sorts of deficiencies in some of the new builds yeah which which i'm pleased about so are you, when you say the new build, so you're obviously going into the roof space on some of them or how, yeah. do, you, how do you actually test or where, check? For, where we can access yeah. the roof void area, um, yeah, we're all, we're all mm. absolutely, we're, we will definitely recommend the roof void areas get, get checked because that's where we can assess the fire separation, yeah. Because even, um, you know, some people don't understand with their attached dwellings that it's also an issue mm. and they won't necessarily have them checked and, you know. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's an interesting one too. I hear you utilise drones if necessary, you know, oh, on, on some of the sites. Yeah. yeah, 
why not use the tech that's there to keep the inspectors safe? So, some of these uh, areas that we, we like to get into are just access nightmare. So yeah, we've got partners at Asset Reports. We take care of all of our forecasting. They are all qualified drone pilots, oh, okay. but they do have uh, qualified drone pilots mm. on staff. So yeah, we partner up with those guys and they'll come and fly a drone and take some photos of, of areas that we'd like to get into mm. just in case. And that's also, going on. especially you mentioned before, painting. So it's a really good way to assess the pre-painting requirement of a multi-storey yep. property as well, isn't it? Like you say, to difficult to access areas. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not, not all complexes, certainly the old ones, have adequate roof safety um, access yeah. equipment. But yeah, drones are perfect in that instance. Right, so... You mentioned that you've got a gold yep. service for the 10-year plans. What other type of services do you offer for the 10-year plans? So we do a gold and a silver service. Mm-hmm. So the, the silver service for people who basically or council of owners who want to tick that compliance box to say they've got a 10-year plan in place. And we, what we do there is we group the covered items. So what I mean by that is a covered item might be the roof exterior, okay? So the roof, we know the roof exterior is made up of different building elements and those elements are like the roof colour, gutters, flashings, downpipes, penetrations through the roof. So there's six different items. So in the gold package, we'll break up those six different items. So we'll say this so is... So more detail, very more specific. More detail okay. and we can spread the costs associated with how that building element is going to deteriorate or the maintenance that will be required. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, well, we, we can do that because we partner with Asset Reports and they are our quarry surveyors. So with their insights into building costs and, and our knowledge as registered builders, we're able to get those budgets pretty accurate. And in the end, you know, people might balk at the cost of a building report. However, it's very similar to, you know, the cost of an independent experienced professional for evaluation or any other yeah. you know professional service it's the difference between plucking a figure out of the sky or, or doing a fast drive-by yep. and and filling in an excel spreadsheet with oh yeah that building looks like similar to the one down the road or a tailored specific outcome that you can as you say adopt implement work through and sectionize like segment yep. depending on your needs if you need to sort of move it around slightly or, or work it so look that's exactly it was a lot like i said before liz it seemed very obvious to me we didn't want to leave our council of owners and the strata managers with a, a report that was just a big headache with a bunch of money that needed to be spent so which people balk at right well, exactly let's yeah. call it for what, what yeah. it is but so, so we went one step further and everything that needs attention in the, in the next 12 months when we do a gold plan, we produce a request for quotation documents. So, so the strata manager can actually use those documents to send out, because as we know, everything over $500 needs three prices. So they can use those documents, they send out to get all their quotes, they can liaise with the council of owners, are you happy with these prices? Then they so can you actually, help them, so you actually detail the yeah, specific do. work orders? We, we, yeah, wow. I, so wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a detailed work order. But it's, it's certainly uh, sufficient, sufficient yeah. to get quoting, yeah. Mm. So then then in, in most cases that we've found, the council of owners will action the items that are required in the, in the 12 months. And what we do with our gold packages is we've got an annual subscription fee. So the council of owners will have us go back to check all those works have been done and then we'll provide another updated plan. So every year the plan gets updated. You don't need to wait five years for a new plan. There's going to be property transactions in the meantime. So... Why not if you've gone and spent, you know, two or three million dollars on your on well, it's, property? It's, it's a living, isn't it? It's, it's a living, living document. Living document. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. dynamic. So it's, it's not best meant to, to be Yeah, totally. No, yeah. 
Wow, it sounds like you've got it all organised. A lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've um, it's it's a well thought out service. Yeah, awesome. Sure. Well done. Thank you. Or well, Elias Ustvan from mm-hmm. Home Integrity Strata Consultants, winner of the 2020 WA Award and winner of the Strata Community Australasia or Australia National Service Strata Services Business Award 2021. Thank you for your time today, and I look forward to chatting with you uh, for the next couple of episodes where we discuss structural engineering and water ingress and new complexes, building defects and bringing a complaint to the Building Commission. And you never know, there could be another one in the pipeline for passive fire protection. All right. Sounds good. Okay, wonderful. Thank Thank you, you, Elias. Have a great afternoon. My pleasure.